welcome to HealthCast. We are live from HIMSS 2023 in Chicago, and I am joined with Executive Director of Multi-Channel Technology within the Veterans Experience Office, Nathan Sanfilippo. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I attended your session yesterday. It was really exciting to hear the different takes from VEO. So how are you, to recap for the people that weren't able to attend, how are you developing or revising existing strategies to improve the patient experience and deliver easy and effective services? You know, the VA has been on a patient experience, customer experience, veteran experience journey now for uh, almost a decade, right? And uh, it was really a, a cutting-edge sort of place to be, so to speak, in government, of course, born out of, of crisis, which is, of course, never a good thing, but also certainly a, a motivator to improve. And, you know, the Veterans Experience Office was founded back in 2015, really trying to uh, infuse the principles of customer experience and patient experience into not only federal government, but very specifically around, you know, the mission of the VA, which is, which is pretty unique in government, right? Um, we're a solely service providing agency. We don't have any conflict of mission. You know, we, we don't have a security mission and a service, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really a singular mission in, in serving our veteran community. So, you know, really putting the veteran at the center of that of that journey and, and, you know, winding back the clock to 2015, the first veteran uh, journey map and, and some of those initial things that were so groundbreaking for both the VA, but for federal government as a whole. And now to see, you know, how far we've come in, in eight years, but also, of course, how, how much farther there is to go. And, you know, it's great being at, at conferences like HIMSS and so many other, um, you know, both tech and customer experience engagements because, you know, the whole world is kind of on this journey, right? Mm -hmm. Customer experience, patient experience are becoming disciplines of their own. Um, they're not, uh, you know, sort of an additional uh, uh, duty is assigned, right? It, it's, you know, in the Veterans Experience Office, we are the subject matter experts to help support all of our partners across VA improve the way that, that, um, that they engage with the veteran community. And from a healthcare perspective and a patient experience perspective, you know, over 130 hospitals, a thousand outpatient clinics, you know, 300 vet centers. I mean, there's so many touch points, right, with, with the veteran community and trying to get to each one of those and helping them each on their own journey, right? They're all very different, different regions, different, you know, sort of cohorts of veterans that live in those regions, you know, different needs of the community, right? And so how do we, as a, a customer experience, patient experience office, help them, you know, improve where they are? Uh, it's, it's been a major journey. Yeah, it's definitely impressive to watch. I mean, VA in itself is huge, just the employees that you have and then the veterans that you serve is a massive population. So figuring out how they want to receive their services and tailoring your strategies to meet them where they're at and take that veteran-centered approach is really great to see. You've made a lot of great progress. So for people that are listening that don't know, what is a multi-channel technology and how can it be leveraged to support contact center operations, modernization initiatives, customer data management, and service recovery? Sure. So, you know, my organization, multi, you know, multi-channels, I, I suppose, is, is a bit of, of customer experience jargon, right, with respect to all of the different sort of channels of engagement that, um, that we have with our veteran community, right? Uh, the 
more modern term, you know, has it's kind of evolved to omni-channel, right? right. Uh, uh, and, and we've thought about a name change, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's, it's more effort than it's worth to, yeah. to, to change a, a, an org chart in the federal government. But, you know, we're really focused on the, the, the strategy, right, of connecting uh, human-centered design research to uh, all of the folks across VA that deliver services, whether that be on the healthcare side, whether that be on the benefits side. Um, and so... You know, my team at VA is focused on contact center modernization engagement. Of course, that's one major channel that, um, you know, we receive as a department over 50 million phone calls a year um, across all of our, you know, there are more than 50 or 60, con you know, veteran-facing contact centers. Um, so our team helps lead um, the Enterprise Contact Center Council, which, you know, tries to standardize and modernize the, the VA Enterprise Contact Center. Of course, you know, trying to change anything uh, across the entire department is a challenge, but that's that's a big piece of what we do. Being at a place like Hims is it's a place where we do a lot of research and, and, and gather a lot of insights with respect to you know what's next in, next in contact center technology. You know, as much as everyone loves uh, digital self service and mobile apps, you know the voice is not going away, right. uh, <laughs> and especially in a in a in a healthcare setting, in a you know when you're dealing with a lot of private information, a lot of sensitive. People want to talk to somebody, and, and and as part of sort of just the overarching building of that, you know, relationship that we try to focus on at VA between the the, the veteran and the VA, and it's a unique relationship. It's, it's very different than, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a veteran myself, so like the the relationship I have with my healthcare team, you know, in the private sector, is is you know that it's not quite the same, right, as as sort of the veteran to the VA, and so we're we're really trying to. Um, to certainly continue to focus on voice and, and how we can infuse tech into the voice channel. Um, but that's just one channel, right? And like I said, VA.gov, you know, we, our team helps drive the strategy for, you know, what services we provide on VA.gov for digital self-service, you know, how we, uh, you know, decide what comes next as far as like the mobile app or mobile experience goes. And then really a big piece of what we're trying to do is, is then tie all of those together. And that's really where you get to the omni-channel where it's, you know, it stops being a individual transaction. You know, I called the education contact center today and asked a question about my GI bill. And then tomorrow I went to the medical center and had a, a primary care checkup. And then the next day I inquired about my VA home loan, right? And individual transactions and individual silos, how do we make it a you know, sort of a lifelong conversation and not these um, individual transactions. And so, you know, our team is really trying to help do all of not only the veteran-facing work of, of, of the research of how our community wants those experiences to be, but then all of the very detailed technical work from behind the scenes is how we actually make that happen given you know, legacy IT systems, yeah. cybersecurity, <laughs> all of the different silos of data, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's really, I think, the ultimate challenge. But so, you know, in addition to contact center modernization, sort of the digital modernization, uh, our team also drives the customer data strategy um, for VA as well. So, you know, we receive the, uh, a near real-time data feed um, from the Department of Defense around um, all of, uh, you know, veterans that are transitioning or, or service members that are transitioning to become veterans, you know, how we intake that data, use that data, all of the, um, the sharing across the enterprise. So a lot of data as well. But I think one of the, the coolest things about our team, too, is that we're not only driving the, the contact center modernization 
sort of strategy for the enterprise. We also operate a huge contact center. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of have to practice what we preach. You right. know, uh, sometimes uh, the team will come and say, hey, can we get this exception to what everyone else is doing? It's yeah. like, it, we, we can't do that, right? Because we're we're trying to lead the, the sort of more standardization and strategy. So uh, our team runs the what's called the the Veterans Experience Office Contact Center, but it's really for the, you know, we've been marketing my VA 411 as the, as sort of the telephone front door. And anytime uh, anyone calls my V411 and and uh, presses zero or has a, has sort of a general question, our team of contact center representatives are the ones that are, are answering that phone and and uh, making sure that we provide that that you know world class service as a sort of a telephone front door as well is is critical to um, the overarching sort of channel strategies that we try to. Uh, try to implement. Right. Yeah. Watching you all take this holistic approach and I love the uh, messaging that you're pushing of making every door a front door at mm-hmm. VA, um, making sure that veterans have easy access to services and, you know, VA as a whole offers a wide ranging uh, slew of different services. So connecting all of those, making them visible is really exciting. So you mentioned that the technology is used to support the human. So what are some of the different ways you're leveraging experiences or insights with AI and ML to improve operational efficiency and inform better decisions? Yeah, you know, of course, um, the technology has really taken off um, over the past number of years. Of course, bringing it into government is always, you know, a little bit of an extra challenge, right? Obviously, a lot of progress there as well. Um, we're doing a few things, um, particularly in our contact center enterprise, you know, a lot of things like natural language processing, um, the idea of sentiment analysis and, you know, having an, an AI taking a look at uh, what the caller is saying and being able to provide feedback to uh, our contact center representative in real time around, uh, you know, sentiment and that sort of thing is, is important. But not only that, then taking that sort of speech to text and then being able to do different um, data analytics on that uh, is, is critical to sort of our our feedback mission. You know, one of the things uh, our chief veteran experience officer, uh, John Bursler, has implemented uh, with our team is every Friday we get together and talk about sort of voices of the veteran. What have we heard this week from the, the community that we serve? And a big piece of that is what are we hearing from our contact center? And how do we sort of mine the, the notes and the, and the messages that uh, veterans are calling us and talking about and, and then communicate that to the secretary to say, hey, this week we saw a spike in in questions about, you know, environmental exposures or whatever it might be. And so, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, one of those ways that we're really helping to automate and, and improve the way we do that. Of course, uh, automated crisis alerts, whether it's through feedback mechanisms, through voice mechanisms that we can help uh, identify and get veterans that might be uh, in a crisis situation to, you know, the veterans crisis line and crisis care uh, is important in that area. And, you know, I would say just in general, too, from, a contact center perspective, we're looking at, um, you know, virtual voice bots, right, and, and trying to get away from the the old fashioned uh, phone tree with the you uh-huh. know press <laughs> press one for this, press two for this. There's always too many options and not enough numbers, and, and everyone hates to listen to that for three minutes. And yeah. by the time you get to the end, you forget what number you were supposed to hit. Yep. So, you know, but that said, right, the moment that. It's a, you know, a voice bot says, what would you like help with? And if it doesn't recognize what you what you say and get you to the right place, people are just going to, you know, press zero and want to talk to somebody. Right. So it's only good if it works 
really well. Right. And so, yeah. you know, I think that's also a place where the technology is really accelerating fast and something that we're about to pilot at, at VA um, with some of our contact centers and certainly, you know, here at HIMSS learning more about what's, what's out there. It's, it's obviously a big a big thing. Yeah, that's super exciting. And yeah, I've used phone trees mm-hmm. and I've used a uh, voice bot. So I think the key is doing it well to make it really to like see the returns on that. So you mentioned that you might be piloting uh, this coming up shortly. What are some of your other top goals or priorities for this year? What are you looking forward to? You know, everything at VA right now is about the PACT Act yes. and, and implementation <laughs> of the PACT Act. And, yeah. you know, I was just reflecting with my team this morning, you know, roll back the clock a year, April of, of 22, PACT Act wasn't even on our radar screen. Uh, I remember sitting in a, a leadership offsite in May and word came that, hey, it sounds like th- this might get some traction in, in Congress, right? And, and and that this might be coming soon. And from, from you know, May to uh, August when the bill was signed, I mean, that's pretty light speed in, in the world of government, right, in Congress. We've really had to, of course, you know, we were planning fiscal year 23 uh, long before the PACT Act came along. So now it's how does, how does, has, has PACT overlay with everything else we're trying to do? Uh, it's a really good thing, obviously. And it's, you know, not only, of course, is it expanding benefits to so many more veterans, but it's also really helping to emphasize the need to accelerate modernization in a lot of areas. And, um, and things that really pay dividends far beyond the the sort of cohort of veterans impacted by by PACT. So, you know, a lot of our goals this year are really like the voice bot and things like that are to better serve the, you know, tens of thousands of more veterans that are calling contact centers because of PACT and and things like that. So, you know, certainly all of those things are a goal. Data is a big goal of our team, and last year the VA data strategy was published, and uh, a lot of work going on there. Again, most of that was written and, and you know before PACT existed, right? And and it's really not only from the PACT Act, but work going on across government on uh, demographic data and uh, the use of demographic data for outreach, for equity of service delivery, for analytics is is a huge focus government-wide, but also at VA. And so a huge priority of ours is really, uh, it, it's, it's not, ex, you know, it's not the flashy work um, connecting data systems, uh, you know, data architecture behind the scenes, right? But it's critical to be able to deliver the service experiences and the outreach that we want to do as part of PACT. You know, the beauty of of PACT is it's really the first time the department has, has looked at a major piece of legislation really through the lens of the veteran first, right? Because it's, it's, you know, so veteran-centric and it's how do we not only do outreach to veterans that might be eligible, but how do we ensure that, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, benefits out in, in an equitable way. And, you know, connecting those data systems behind the scenes has always been on our roadmap. It's always been, you know, identified as being helpful. But uh, things like this help us sort of to accelerate and, and get things across the finish line. So, you know, data, data systems um, uh, integration is a big uh, priority for the, for this year because of PACT. Um, Piloting the the virtual voice bot is a big priority. Obviously, the mobile app continues to um, really uh, catch fire and 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 develop. We just launched uh, prescription refills via the mobile app, which was a you know the number one most requested feature. The toughest part about um, the mobile app is just 
you know, being able to deliver at the speed of, of uh, right. what folks want. Mm-hmm. So those are really the, the biggest priorities. Right. Yeah. Congratulations on the prescription refill. I was going to work that in at some point. <laughs> um, but it is really cool how that app centralizes all of VAs. Well, I won't say all, but, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot. Someday. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, VAs offerings and making that just way more accessible than you know, maybe navigating a website and just at your fingertips, literally. Uh, So you mentioned uh, some of the things you'll be keeping an eye on at the conference, but what are some of the trends you're excited to see out of HIMSS? Are there any different tech tools or solutions that you're interested in? Uh, What are you going to be doing with the rest (laughs) of your week? (laughs) Yeah, you know, always love to, you know, government, like, probably any private sector organization, but more so in government, right, is 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 really about not only the tech, not only the, the people, but the process and sort of the governance, right, as we say, and how you take cool new tech tools and fit them into, you know, how we do business, right? And um, so always learning about how to better do that is, you know, as far as um, some of the sessions that, you know, I'm looking to attend. But... Um, you know, as far as the tech goes, like I said, there's a lot of vendors out there, right, that um, that are very experienced working with government. A lot of folks that are have cool new ideas but have no experience working with government. It's always good to see what's coming soon. Um, there are those additional hurdles as far as being able to, you know, work with government that, you know, uh, not everyone is, is, is ready to sort of achieve, but, you know, we've got a, a small team here um, from our research team that's looking at sort of tech and what's next and sort of how to develop, um, you know, our, our roadmap for the next like three to five years. Yeah, that's really exciting. I haven't walked the floor yet, mm-hmm. but I've passed by it. And every time I do, I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will be keeping an eye out on what you do, uh, cheering you on along the way. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was great to learn more about what you're doing at VEO. Yeah, thanks for having me. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com dot com.